0: Mia, Hi, Mia, Evan. Hello. This is Al Anonymous with me, Al. Um, today we will be discussing the psych ward and you know what it's like in there. What what we've learned. Uh-huh. You know what you know.
1: <laughs> just
0: like the things that happen there. A lot of people have... We've all been there before, which is why we're doing this show. We've got first-hand experience. Um, Do you guys want to, like, say anything to start off? Um, Evan?
1: My name is Evan Eisel, (laughs) not Eisel. Sorry, I just wanted to (laughs) correct that. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's Eisel.
1: I'm not offended, I just... (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah. uh, the, just a lot of experience between us, I guess.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know really where to start off.
0: All right. Well, I'll start off. Let's see. What did I write down here? Um, so when was uh, the first time you were admitted to the hospital? I guess um,
1: when, oh, you go.
2: when I was 19. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so 2015. Cool. Were you scared? Um, no, I was relieved, right? I was really freaked out. Uh I felt like I had really minimal coping resources and I didn't have any people close to me that could just pick me up and look after me for a while. So yeah, I was, (laughs) I felt really happy to be like in the care of, you know, doctors. Yeah. Just like, (laughs) yeah. Not trying to do things myself for like the first time. Cool. Yeah. What was your first... What
0: about your first time, Evan?
1: Um, I went for the first time last year, and uh, I don't know. It was just after, like, years and years of depression, and I guess it just sort of built up, and I, you know, found myself in the ER at Presbyterian on the east side, and, like...
0: Beautiful hospital.
1: Uh, Yeah. It's really nice. It's really weird when they wheel you <laughs> off to the ward for the mental patients who are already experiencing <laughs> the episodes that, like, brought them there, and, like... Right. Uh, Eventually, they, you know, wheel you off in a gurney to an ambulance that takes you to Westchester, which is like this picturesque campus. All beautiful. beautiful. Everything that I want in a, in a hospital. psych ward.
0: <laughs> um, well, my first uh, stay inpatient uh, little stint at the nut Nuthouse uh, was a few months ago over the summer. While everyone was on vacation, I was so upset. It sucked because I was just like not on vacation. I was in a hospital. Um, But, so I was, like, mad about it. Um, But I guess I was relieved to be there somewhat also. But did you find a sense of relief being there?
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was instantaneous. Like, as soon as I entered the ward and I signed signed off my papers, they, like, escorted me off to uh, this, like, labyrinth of rooms and (laughs) vestibules and took all of my belongings. And once I entered the ward and they showed me my bed, I just, like, felt this surge of optimism and calmness where I, like, which is something I didn't have before the hospital. And once that happened, that was when I realized I, like, actually needed to be there. Um, And that feeling sort of continued throughout my entire stay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had a similar thing. Like, as soon as I handed over my phone, I, like, felt like I was... One, giving away a part of me, like essentially my freedom, but also I was uh, gaining a, a different sort of freedom um, but of my phone, of like, I don't have to talk to anybody. I'm here. Like there's no way I can contact anyone unless I have their phone number written down and call them on this pay phone. But, you know, I felt so relieved the minute I gave my phone away. I was
2: just like, this is cool.
1: Exactly, I had the same feeling. Yeah. As I, as I feel the same
2: about the phone. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, when their phone is taken from them, I mean, obviously it reminded me of being grounded. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have this thing that connects right. me to people. But then I realized, like, particularly, like, my phone has always been a problem for me. I feel like I don't use it the right way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it felt really good to actually not. Be able to access anything that can influence like how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Like not having the phone, not being connected, just kind of like listening and being somewhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And the phone is like a vessel for all, for like all of your compulsions, and it's like a, a vice that you can't really define. Uh-huh.
0: And, uh huh. And
1: when they take it away, you realize that you're okay without it. Um, and like better off
0: even maybe yeah it was it was a really nice thing to do for a little while Um, um, did you feel when you were there um, any of the times you were there um, did (laughs) you think to yourself like I am the most sane person here like everyone else is batshit like I do not belong here like I'm normal. <laughs> like, this this woman's throwing a fit, like, um, and this, like, guy is banging his head against the wall and won't stop. Like, did you did you have any thoughts like that? Or were you, like... Yeah,
2: I yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think a few times, yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I, I've gone a few times, so um, definitely, I mean, when I'm there, you know, or when I've been there, I've been concerned with, like, getting well. And sometimes, like, when you're looking at the other patients, you're thinking, do you actually want to get better? And you're just judging them. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so I feel like that would come into my mind a bit. And um, I actually did write something describing pretty much everyone that was in there the last time I was there. There were such characters Yeah. Oh, there. Yes. serious characters. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs>
1: did, you, did we all write about the people we... Acc- Interacted with at the ward because yeah. I,
2: I yeah. did. I totally I did. did. I yeah. took a lot of notes. It's
1: nothing else to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: After a while, after like a certain like, I mean, like when you're there, it's like great. You know, I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm focusing. And then after a few days, you really start to, to notice know. the personal habits of everyone, like mm-hmm. like how they eat, even. Oh yeah. And you're yeah. just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. like, yeah, <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Um, there is this one girl who I think. W- was like, um, but how would I say this? Like a a career inpatient, like she was obsessed with being an inpatient and would go on, like, I don't think she's, she like had gone more than two weeks not being hospitalized and everyone, and she would always be on like suicide watch um, because she would like, like hurt herself with a staple or something and then wow. Everyone would get so mad because it would take away, like, a, um, a nurse, like, who would be able to su- supervise the rest of us. And we'd always be like, Kim's doing her thing again. Like, great. And I don't know. A, it became kind of, like, summer campy or something.
1: We had one of those, too. Uh, she was younger, and she sort of acted like the social conductor of the ward. And she would always be really, like, um... um you know, excited to meet everybody. And Mm -hmm. uh, she was the first to introduce herself. And, of course, she was like, so why are you here? Mm -hmm. What did you do? And before I could answer, um, she gave me her story. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, that sucks. I don't don't (laughs) really know how to empathize at that point because I just wanted to be alone. Right. And um, I I definitely uh, sort of kept to myself and uh, I don't know, I'm naturally reserved. So I think people eventually came up to me and started talking about their problems with me as maybe someone they could confide. And, um, and that's when I got the juice. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Characters. Yeah.
0: Stories. Exploiting sick people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah. The, The the one girl she was just like she got so close to like certain certain interns. Every time like an intern would like be done with her his or her uh, time there, she would like blow a fit. And it's weird, you know. It's a weird place. Everyone there is crazy, you know. Of course. Um, But don't mean she was a lovely girl. I. uh, Did you guys, like, make
2: friends there? Totally. Yeah? Like, definitely, definitely. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. Yeah. So I think the first time I went, there was this guy who, he had a speech impediment, and he also didn't really feel like talking to people. And he was just, like, generally mild-mannered. And then, like, later on, I found out that he had these really angry outbursts because Mm -hmm. he, I guess he worked in, um, like, like a, like cutting down trees. I don't know what that's called. but Lumberjack? <laughs> lumberjack? I mean, that's just an sort of insane thing to say out loud in New York City. But I guess he was a lumberjack, and um, I was upstate, so he hit his head, I guess. And um, anyway, he, he and I would do puzzles together for, like, a oh, long wow. amount of time. And I just imagined, like, I guess afterwards, after getting out, I was like, I, it would be so inappropriate to ask someone to do a puzzle with me. Like, at this time of the day, randomly... Anywhere, so yeah, I considered that a friendship. And um, the last time I went, I'm actually friends with the most outrageous person that I saw there. Oh, well, that's amazing. Yeah, this guy who came in, um, just everybody in there was kind of, kind of putting on like this fake. I'm happy to be here. I want to be here. And he just did not give a shit. But it was kind of funny. He was definitely like some kind of comedic relief, which I enjoyed. And he snapped at one of the nurses and just made this like. Terrible face He was so performative Anyway um, (laughs) Yeah he's cool So he like comes to all my things now We hang out Oh that's so tight He's a writer He's a playwright Um,
0: Oh that's great Yeah
2: (laughs) My my, The one girl I keep in contact
0: with um, She lives in Borough Park She is an Orthodox Jew So she's not allowed to hang out with me But we like text And she'll send me pictures of like Things she bought at the mall That she's not allowed to wear Like Like Tank tops and stuff (laughs) But she just turned 18 Where where I stayed it was um, Mixed with adolescence So I uh, I got to hang out With a lot of teens and Kind of act like a big sister to them Which is I I don't know They just kind of like put that role On to me or maybe I like took it on But Yeah Like I, I I don't know Did you guys have um, like group therapy sessions?
1: Oh, I didn't go to any of those. You
0: didn't go? (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) They tried to make me, but uh, there was one that I went to. uh, There was pet therapy. Oh yeah, pet therapy. And everybody else uh, was—they were afraid of dogs, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because they're in the ward. (laughs) I went to every single
0: group. Me too. I loved them
2: so much. Um, Yeah, I really (laughs) did too. It was really relaxing. I still like stuff like that. Oh my god, totally. I I
0: like. God, I would love to do a puzzle in the middle of the day, of the day and then just like do some CBT yeah. therapy with a bunch oh of God. psychos.
1: I, I spent <laughs> almost my entire time in my bedroom just like reading because I finally had like a space to just do that. Uh, where i feel so like stimulated in new york that i don't get anything done and like
2: wow cool it's like a residency for you oh yeah (laughs) same i actually don't even remember the last time i read a book other than when i was yeah i read three books while i was in there it was wild everybody used to read and now Uh. we just like can't (laughs) do it we just like do Uh things that make us feel bad so you have to like yeah. log ourselves somewhere. <laughs> I've been carrying around the Three. same book for months. Same. Like
0: I a know year. me too.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. But in the ward, I knocked out a like a children children's book. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The October Tree, uh, Ray Bradbury. <laughs> <laughs> and then I read. I finally read Eve Babbitt's uh, Black oh, Swan's, nice. and it was kind of like cathartic because I was like, you know, reading about someone's life that's like better than my current one. So. Mm. Um, and, you know, just yeah, that was what I enjoyed. I was able to most. read a
0: lot too because there wasn't anything else to do when like it got to the point in the day, de- cause you know, you're sleeping there and like all the therapy sessions would be over and then you're just, you have nothing to do. But there was this one woman who was amazing who worked there and she was like the only one who cared about her job and like cared about everyone there and she would ask everyone what they like to do in their downtime and like a lot of people would like word searches word searches were so popular with the people in my wing and she would like print out monday crosswords for me she was just like such a sweetheart she did arts and crafts arts and crafts was so cool i wish there was like Arts
2: and crafts in real life. Yeah, I had that too. Yeah, I like I made a lanyard that's Uh still on my keychain. Cute. Yeah, the last time I went. Yeah. What did we make? We made like
0: uh, sand art, which is tight. Yeah. And uh, then we like decorated these little teddy bears, which was cute because. Um, you know, when you get into the ward, you're not allowed to have things like, te- like stuffed animals. Cause I brought one, mm. someone gave to me. Oh, you weren't allowed? No, we weren't me allowed
2: too. to have stuffed animals. Whoa. Us.
1: They confiscated mine at yeah. the
0: door. Oh, I've always got mine. <laughs> <laughs> really? Lucky. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I wasn't allowed to have mine, but it is cool that we all brought them with us. <laughs> I'd be like tarnished. I'd be like, what? Yeah. I changed my mind.
1: Did they check in on you every like half an hour? If every you were fifteen, alone?
2: every like minutes. ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so
1: cool. Even while you were showering. Even yeah, well not a...
2: showering, but yeah. while I was sleeping, I get door knocks in the shower.
1: They had, they made me well, keep my door open. And we like... had
2: to. Oh no.
1: Yeah.
0: We had to. We weren't allowed to use the uh, restroom without being watched. Mm-hmm. Wait, Which... Really? Yeah, it was the most fucked up. <laughs> like it was. It was terrible, <laughs> like when um when I was able to like use the bathroom in private once I was out, it was just like, this is an amazing privilege I get, Because um, i went I went to an eating disorder unit, so they didn't want the girls like purging, oh okay, well, yeah, yeah that makes yeah, some sense, yeah. but it still sucked really bad, Mine yeah.
1: Is- we, they thought we'd, you know, like, off ourselves if right, we were gone right. for more than 10 minutes, so we couldn't. Yeah.
0: It was really cool to have, like, they, they checked every 15 minutes, and, you know, I felt so safe, you know? Like, you couldn't do yeah. anything, and it was so sterile. My nails were the, I usually get, like, dirt under my fingernails in New York City, and... I didn't get any dirt under my fingernails while I was there once. Oh, yeah. My skin gets so good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's so clean.
2: It's so clean. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like all my, like, products, like, they work a little bit better, Mm -hmm. you know? Because, like, I don't have any stresses i'm just like sleeping and then waking up and someone else is feeding me yeah, yeah. like i don't have to plan anything yeah so no gross. pimples like nothing uh, being on autopilot and being told
0: like what to do you don't have to think at all and just you have this like structured day and you know that you're just gonna do the day and you don't have to make any decisions and yeah it's nice to like put that in someone else like in a doctor's hand, you know. I yeah.
1: remember uh, like just downing coffee every day, oh knowing God, the that coffee. there was no caffeine in the coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. insane like <laughs>
2: coffee thing. where It's like everyone has like a coffee cup, no matter yeah. what uh-huh. hour of the day is, and there's nothing hand. in we, there. Oh my! We goodness. were only
0: allowed to have one cup of coffee a day, and then the rest was decaf.
1: Oh, it sounds like you got the real stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, we wow. got the real
0: stuff, but um, in order to get it, you had to get a hundred percent on all of your meals. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You nice. had to
2: go to like the front desk and kind of like wait and talk to someone about why you thought you needed coffee. Wow. Yeah. And there was like a, a Keurig like right up there, but the one outside in like the cafeteria lunchroom uh-huh. was just fake bullshit wow. coffee. yeah Yeah. pretty much all the
1: food was fake in my in my uh i ate so
2: much the last (laughs) time i was there i i I, I really felt like i had never actually eaten before until then and it's probably true yeah um because yeah like you know how you said there's like Like, nothing to do mm -hmm. well yeah there was like string cheese and there was this one time actually this is like one of my most treasured moments of my life but um there was ice cream sandwiches and nobody caught wind of it except for me so I had like three and then I told one person and I was like Oh yeah. You She's can't not gonna do tell that. anyone. Oh my Someone god. Someone brought me a
1: pizza once and the, they brought it into the war They said it was okay, but you have to like keep it a secret because yeah. people get jealous. Wow. And, like, people get really jealous, so
0: where I was, it was like the total opposite problem. If there, we had to eat ice cream at every single meal and everyone would <laughs> go crazy over it. It was it was like we were on like three thousand calorie diets plus three inches. And we weren't allowed to exercise, and that even meant, like, tapping your foot. Really? We, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. We um, Once you had, like, three full days of completing all of your meals, you were allowed courtyard time. Evan, are you familiar with the courtyard um, York Presbyterian, Presbyterian? They promised
1: us courtyard time every day, but we only got it once. And it was the most beautiful experience because we'd walk into the middle uh, – we'd walk into the courtyard, and it's like, you know – It was so uh, beautiful. This – like cobblestone the
0: labyrinth
1: yeah it's like a labyrinth Mm -hmm. there's like topiary gardens and uh, it's really beautiful Um, but we only were allowed to be outside for 30 minutes so like I tried to savor that 30 minutes as much as I could Mm -hmm. but um, the person who um, the person I made friends with in the ward sort of like uh, consumed that time and she shared her story with me (laughs) Outside in the topiary garden, and it was the most like—I don't know if I should share it.
0: I mean, you can just don't say her name.
1: name. Um, It was when I realized that I was like so, like fine. Like life is fucking fine. I don't have to worry about like the things that the people around me in this space have to worry about. Um, She was abused since she was a child um her mother abandoned her so she was raised by her aunt, aunt and uncle and one of the, one of her first memories um she was tumbled uh in the washer and then dried
0: jesus christ Whoa.
1: um and she was born That's crazy she was born in a toilet <laughs> what? i didn't, re- it didn't actually happen <laughs> and um the way she spoke about it was so like Nonchalant. She was I'm like, "Sorry well, for laughing at my that." My mom had a miracle in the toilet, and uh, <laughs> you know, she made a manger out of a drawer, and she put me in the drawer, and that's how I was born. It's like, oh, it's oh really my special. God, this pork. Um,
0: I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry.
1: She she was the only one, the only person I gave my number to, and she called me after I I got out, and um, her problems were so so hard to understand and um like mediate uh, I couldn't I couldn't like I f- I felt like guilty or something um giving her advice because I didn't have any I didn't have like honest advice mm-hmm. for her because they were so the problems were so
0: y- yeah like violent when and awful when um like, the teens would come to me and, like, ask for advice because there's, like, this DBT nurse who, like, they they saw that I, the, the teens, like, looked up to me or whatever and they were, and she would ask me, this girl, she wanted to get out of the hospital before her first day of school and um, this nurse brought her to me her first day of high school. She was so young and, like, so beautiful and so fucked up in the head and it killed me. It was so sad. Um, but she was like, do you have any advice like for Martha, like before her first day of school? And I'm like, I am in here for the same reason. Like I am the same amount of fucked up, you know? Um, but it was, it was cool that everyone had like these like dark stories and they were all like different, but we were all in the same boat. Like, regardless of our past, we were all, like, we're all, like, suffering from the same thing. So it was nice to have, like, that sort of camaraderie,
1: you know? Yeah. In my case, it was a little bit depressing to have that camaraderie. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't like it.
2: (laughs) Really? Yeah, I I was like, oh, my
0: gosh. Uh, Oh, my God, I loved it. I felt like a camp counselor. I was, like, the favorite. But that's just my personality,
2: <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah I, I just like in in real like I guess, yeah, I mean both of it's real life, but like <laughs> outside of it yeah. i don't on i the also inside. I don't really like understand group dynamics either, mm. so on the inside, it felt very similar, um, and I don't think I experienced any anyone like kind of trying to teach any lessons or stuff like that, but I think like. It was more like a extremely internal experience. Yeah. Each time, like I wrote a lot and was able to like kind of I'm 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 already just like this, but you know, just spend a lot of time writing down everything that I need to do when mm-hmm. I get out of there, and then mm-hmm. it sticks for a little bit. And yeah. Then,
0: you know. The to- I know how the life. to-do lists mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Endless. Mm-hmm. Endless. Same list every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it, I think, like, my, I thought it was weird when a nurse brought a little girl to me, like,
2: to help her with her problems. It was, it was weird. Um, yeah, uh, I personally think it's strange that they had adolescents.
0: Well, it was, there. It, it was because it was, a, it was an eating disorder unit. And it was also co-ed, the only co-ed one there. It was, I don't know. It was a strange place, um, but I did learn a lot from other people's stories. Um, yeah, there was this one woman, she was going, on her like last day, uh, she was going to like this residential place um, in like Philly or something, where they monitor your eating, blah, blah, blah. And she goes to me, she's like, remember when I asked you like how your mom was doing? And I was like, yeah, it, like the first day I was there and she was like, I asked you that because I also have a dead son. And it was just like the a moment of just like real people, like um. it, it was just like a nice moment. And I just felt found like beauty in like all of the, all the people there. I don't know, I guess my stay. I was mostly focusing on other people because I hate focusing on myself, um, which i I learned in many of
2: the exercises, like the creative writing classes. yeah that's that's interesting. you mentioned that because I feel the the exact opposite Wow, I just don't yeah. pay attention to anyone other than myself like i I just I can barely conceive of other people's feelings mm-hmm. to the extent that I really don't remember any of my interactions mm-hmm. in there. I guess I just remember like. I actually only remember the first and the last stay. Uh-huh. So, yeah. But Yeah, no, I I pr- I, I
0: mean, I I am looking at it like I went to summer camp. I am trying to think of what I learned from it,
2: like It is kind of like summer camp yeah. though. Probably the last summer one camp. I had, there was like um, there was like white Adirondack chairs oh, outside wow. uh-huh. and nice. we could go outside for like 3 or 4 hours. Like I just fell asleep in a chair yeah that's so what nice
1: This sounds really nice.
2: It was really nice. The My therapist found this pretty <laughs> incredible facility. It's in Katona. Mm. I've never gone in the city, which I feel fortunate for because mm-hmm. a couple of people have I mean, I've heard good uh, experiences. Katona's but, like uh Westchester, right? Yeah, but it was really beautiful, um really recreational um, ten out of ten would do it again (laughs) yeah i guess guess it's (coughs) like it's yeah i guess it's kind of like i sometimes imagine that it's like maybe this is like what really wealthy people think about vacation you know like they don't have to think for themselves and other people are just like the agents for literally everything and if i could do something Uh like that if i could really do that then like there might've been a few times that I wouldn't have gone to the hospital. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. if you could like be your
0: own travel advisor. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely Uh
2: think, you know, the handful of times that I went, that there were some really crucial moments and I was protecting myself from not being able to take care of myself basically. But, um, some of the other times I really just needed like an all expenses paid vacation (laughs) where like, like, you know, like I, I write down my allergies list and, they bring me breakfast yeah like that's yeah
1: i i I don't don't know if i felt like i was on vacation (laughs) but the people i I had friends there who (laughs) did feel like they were on vacation but i uh i'm grateful they immediately signed me up for health insurance they like went out of their way to make sure that i was covered for this thing that was like just unfathomably expensive like um, oh
2: yeah that that's also something it's that that I, expensive it's it's so expensive but I think that's like one of the most positive reasons to go and partially like why I went is that the first time it fast-tracked a lot of things that I was having issues with like I couldn't get a consistent therapist or psychiatrist mm-hmm. and when I would call they'd be like uh yeah 2 weeks one week like it was never consistent and when you go in they set you up with people yeah and mm-hmm. like it's, a whole team especially in new york city like i didn't have a um like a permanent psychotherapist until my visit and i kept going through different trials of finding either of those things but you know the amount of attention because of like i guess they're really concerned for your well-being that they give you in the hospital mm-hmm. helps them set you up with someone that's really going to be like, like outside crucial of totally.
0: Yeah. They don't yeah. let
2: you out of the hospital and un- unless you unless, have
0: a plan mm-hmm. of like therapists and oh, like, yeah, yes. they
1: ask you for your plan. Yeah. You
0: like, they won't let you out without that, which I, I thought was really cool.
1: I told them my plan. I didn't follow through with that. I just wanted to get out of the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: it, it is cool though, because I think like, You know, like, part of, like, the, you know, (laughs) inability to function to the best of your ability is, like, not having those things. So they do it for you. And then it's, like, okay, now I can actually do it because they've done it for me. Yeah. So have you stuck to, like, your your plan after, like, same? Yeah. I have both both people. Yeah. yeah, That's awesome. And it's been the same. And, you know, I have my criticisms of either of them. Of course. But. Are people. Yeah. But both of them are, I mean, it's like the, you know, one of the most stable relationship situations <laughs> I've ever had, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Every like private, like, uh, you know, meeting I had with a psychoanalyst, you know, it was, it was just an evaluation of my mental health so they could eventually release me. So every time I had a meeting, I would just, you know, go through their questions and I would just. You Know, they showed them like I'm fine, <laughs> I'm, I'm f- and every time they did that, I would just sort of repeat the same, uh, uh, like routine. Like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I can go, I'm not gonna like do these things that I did when I was out of the hospital. I don't know, uh, like, I don't know what to say. So,
0: did it help you being there at all, Evan?
1: Um, well, well yeah. Y- Yeah, I don't think I like got better after I left. I felt better when I was in the hospital because it was just like, I don't know, it was just like a, I was like back in my mother's womb. You couldn't oh yeah i so totally agree insight. it's just
2: like going back in the room
1: but when i was back <laughs> in the real world i had to deal with all the problems that brought me there in the first place oh, yeah and it, i had to yeah, deal was with
2: so them, when i got out i went really slow the last it time it was so i was just like so overwhelmed i went into a six week day program oh, um that's after smart. so i was like in intensive outpatient and i think that's kind of what solidified certain things I have in my mind now, which is, like, I can't quit therapy just because I don't feel like I could never going. quit therapy, ever. Um, but, I mean, like, that's, you know, that's something I kind of had to learn my own way. Because um, I do agree with some of the stuff that you've been saying, Evan, about, like, oh, well, you know, I feel great in here. I don't feel great out of here. And it's, like, yeah, like, they're hoping that you, you take, like, a thimble with you. Mm-hmm. And that thimble is, like... That thimble for me is, like, once a week ser- seeing my therapist. Like, that's the thimbleful that I'm able to take from the several hospitalizations yeah. so that I don't have to do it again, you know? Because I guess if I went back now, it would be, like, just one big, massive therapy session. Yeah. I guess that's how I'd I see it. I guess I, I that didn't that throw sense.
1: myself into therapy three days a week for, like, months and months and months after yeah. I left the hospital. And that kept that's really me... Good. Um, it yeah, g- I wish it gave could me still like a it. schedule I felt like I was going to school again Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um, I was able to sort of like even if I went to therapy and you know didn't want to talk about the issues that brought me to therapy I would at least be able to sort of like um, get everything out that angered me in my life so that I didn't have to project it onto the people around me which is like this sort of Cyclical thing that makes you m- more mentally ill in the future. I don't know if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> I really really to that.
0: Also, yeah, I'm, so, I'm. All my friends are sick of hearing my bullshit. I wish I could go to like therapy every single day, so I didn't. Me too. Yeah. Every day, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> yeah, I Jesus. guess like
2: lately, I've been feeling kind of like the opposite like i put so much energy in that direction mm-hmm. that sometimes i don't i don't totally know how to just do things that are pleasurable oh a little yeah bit. like I, I think a lot about like okay I've got a couple hours. How can I improve myself? And it's like, mm, mm-hmm. I could watch something actually, but I never go in that direction. I immediately go to my checklist of what I want to do that yeah, day. Yeah, I do the same thing. And then exact I immediately thing. am like, okay, yoga. Did I meditate? Okay, uh-huh, wait, now I have uh-huh. to do that. Like, I don't, I don't have the same amount of room for, I guess, fucking up that I used to. And right. I don't know if it makes my life more enjoyable or not.
0: Yeah, my, my therapist, because I have the same exact problem yeah. like uh she want she my new therapist she wants me to like identify my interests and things that I enjoy doing just like because and not like yeah. a, as a means to like better myself like constantly improving and growing and right. doing all the CBT and like working on communication skills and like getting to the root of trauma etc like I also have difficulty in just like enjoying my life.
2: Yeah, I feel like I'm, you know, even if I haven't fully realized it, I'm, like, now being brought to this point where I'm, like, I'm actually not going to figure that out. (laughs) Like, that's not going to be solved. And, you know, like, what can I enjoy in life at the same time, like, making room for, you know, like, what's the difference between, like, growing and concentrating on your mental health and your well-being and then, like, perfectionism failed as that, you know?
1: yeah
2: I it's it's really confusing n- no yeah.
1: longer rely on perfectionism yeah it's a trap I
2: know <laughs> it's such a trap yeah it's I feel like I'm real. still there a little bit and you know I, I have to remember that I was like a teenager four years ago so True. <laughs> I still have maybe. that going for me maybe yeah yeah <laughs> waiting d- for the like slow fade out <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no I still have
0: the. I still have it and I was a teenager a very long time ago Maybe I'll grow Damn. out of it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, the perfectionism stuff.
1: Um, um, I I mean, I definitely, I, I guess part of my illness, I I, become like manically obsessed with one thing and um, just sort of isolate myself while I do this one thing. And there is an end goal, but I never really quite reach it because I'm just constantly refining the thing that I'm, um, I'm entering like a, mm-hmm phase of you know perfectionism and um because i isolate myself from these people (laughs) while i'm trying to perfect the project that i'm working on um the end goal gets further and further away and it becomes a little bit hopeless and by the end of it i just wind up in the same sort of like depression
0: yeah it's about finding the Balance of all of the things.
1: Yeah, no idea where that's at. Yeah, Yeah, same. Same. It's been like my no. Problems is
0: yeah. I don't know how to do it all equally. Though I do think if we stopped looking at our phones so much, it would be we'd there'd be more time to all for all the things. Can you imagine this
2: year alone? I had like I guess like three or four true instagram bricks. Wow. Like where I actually deleted the app uh-huh. and then like ugh, I'd make something and then I'd know I had to promote it mm-hmm. cuz it's like what's the point of making things if people don't see it, right? But <sighs> I don't exactly. feel that way sometimes. I just don't give a shit. So Cool. I wish I so had that It in was me. pretty unfortunate like that I'd have to like like I'm like getting Concerned now that I want to delete the app But I actually have to start creating some promo Stuff for like a film that's coming out in a festival Oh cool And I'm worried I'm like I don't want to get on there I don't want to see all that I'm really exhausted by the energy it takes And I'm really happy I deleted the the apps and whatnot But yeah I actually do think that the phone is Totally antithetical to what I'm trying to Achieve creatively And it takes Mm. up so much time So much time And like I tweeted this, I guess, like maybe like a year ago or something, but it was something like, wow, I feel so depressed today. I wonder if it has anything to do with like scrolling through like thousands of images of other people's bodies and faces <laughs> and lives. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, yeah, yeah, maybe like, I'm, maybe you know, like you're bit. constantly interpreting those things. Unconsciously, and people like say it doesn't really affect them or whatever because they're like, you know, like yeah, am um, you know, like, liars. When you're but it's cons- not true. I
1: mean, when you're consuming like a like a timeline of ephemera, you can't really like you lose that um, natural ability of pattern recognition, and you can't sort of categorize one thing from the other, and it becomes like uh, just this blur of other people's lives that don't yeah. affect yours and uh-huh. and the um, comparing
0: your lives
2: yeah.
1: yeah yeah.
2: I think the comparing thing that's, that's, the, that's like the major thing for one. me yeah. yeah
0: well I recent uh, the way I navigated <laughs> um, my little life hack for Instagram I started following all of these like positivity quotes accounts so like literally hundreds of these accounts that so just like have like love that. healing <laughs> healing mantras and uh Wait, things to do when you're feeling anxious and, um, uh, oh, a really good one is, um, <laughs> survivors of narcissism, which oh is, oh my gosh, I followed that before. It's so
2: good. It's so good. I think that's, what's been depressing me is that I've been totally immersed in that kind of like content right even like books and talking it could it Mm. could be overwhelming for sure but
0: it's better for me it's
2: better to see that than like yeah I actually created I created so I had a Finsta for a while but then I realized that like too many like scenes had access to it and I didn't know what the function of it was anymore I followed it sorry Uh, (laughs) Oh, which
0: one the uh, one one of your friends does one of them, and then you said I'm deleting this. Because oh yeah, too many. Oh,
2: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I deleted it because I was like, this is a lot of information that people have access to, and then I started freaking out about privacy. So I made a new one recently, and um, it's actually a public account, and I only follow people like I actually talk to or yeah. I actually want to yeah. like look through their stuff. So it's cool because when I'm in a good mood, and I don't want to mess it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go on that account and I'm only scrolling through people that aren't gonna affect me negatively, yeah, because like they're actually in my life, so I can't think anything about them that I can't just talk to them about, you know, like they're not mm-hmm. something that I can use to hurt myself, and um, yeah, on my main, it's like, wow, like I should be grateful and I should want to you know sort of share the things that I like to make um with like all these different followers, but You've got a lot. The joy is gone. You know, the joy is gone of that because, you know, it's like, you know, it's New York. So it's like if you follow someone, no matter how you feel affected by them, it's like you kind of have this agreement like, hey, we kind of like each other. So I'm going to keep you on my feed. Mm -hmm. And like, so, yeah, like it becomes like this, like it's like this social thing. You know, it's not really like a real representation. Yeah. And it's scary. So. Yeah, I I've been enjoying switching between the accounts. Yeah, I've offended um, stuff for the same reason. Yeah. I like only follow actually the friends I talk to. Um I think it's funny like just talking about Instagram in general. Um You guys realize they they took out the following tab? Yeah. That was I like didn't know what that amazing. Was. Yeah, that has caused me so much so trife. much strife. Oh my god. Um, just, just like, like wow. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's really bad. I'm, I'm like, so glad they yeah, got Yeah, I of go that.
2: on it now and I swipe um, it's like basically when you you're looking through your likes, you can swipe to the right and see what other, people, see are what other people are liking. It's and people are liking commenting an and following. So, and oh it's wow. really heartbreaking
0: usually. Okay. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't
2: even follow a bunch of like, you know, no <clears throat> one, like no singular person or group of people or, you know, gender. Like no one's breaking my heart or anything, but wow, I really just don't want to see what mm-hmm. other people are into. I really don't. Uh, I'm not interested. Yeah, no, I have no desire for yeah. that in my life. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it was, like, a compulsive thing where I would just go on Instagram, and I'd be like, uh, what else to fill my head with other yeah. than what everyone else is doing? Right? I mean, I have,
1: like, a hundred followers on, like, all the platforms or whatever, so... Jealous. <laughs> can't relate. A little jealous I can't of relate, that, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. When I, when I, like, delete my apps or whatever, it doesn't feel like... It's not even, like, pulling off a Band-Aid. It's, like, nothing. <laughs> so... Um, I don't know. I, I think my f- phone compulsions are b- more about, like, texting than just, uh, I don't know, making sure that I exist to, like, the people around me. Yeah, that's a big part uh, of that. And, like, you know, former crushes and <laughs> any other way that I can, you know, be self-destructive, I find, so.
0: I I've been... Something that I took from the hospital I had no idea about um, before I went in was the idea of mindfulness. I never, like, even heard the term before, and never knew what it was. But we would always like have to practic- practice mindfulness, and I've been getting into the habit of, you know, recognizing a thought and then why I'm having the thought, how it's making me feel. Um, and, uh, that's, I don't know, being mindful, it's just, a uh, been a helpful tool that's, um, that I've been able to use to navigate the way, like, the phone makes me, and, uh, Yeah,
2: that's new for me, too, actually. I started my first DBT group, uh-huh. um, I guess, like, a month ago or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, the first thing was mindfulness. It's amazing.
0: I had no idea it existed. It's
2: yeah, I, I. Yeah, it actually really brought me to the realization that I'm never really, like, living, you know? Like, I'm thinking about something else uh-huh. other than what I'm doing constantly. Yeah, exactly. If I'm never. talking to someone, like, there's a good chance I'm also, like, thinking of different things while I'm talking to them about something else. And yeah. Then, yeah, and then I think the phone experience just, like, totally has to do with... For me, it's nothing, like staying connected to people it's actually just staying disconnected to myself right totally. like not thinking of like what do I actually feel instead like you know I see an image or someone's tweet and I kind of just follow that train of thought
1: yeah Yeah. like no until the bitter end yeah vicariously through other right people. it
2: reminds me a lot like the phone and how it makes me feel about myself reminds me a lot of like cigarettes Like, I don't smoke cigarettes specifically anymore, but (laughs) when I did, it was kind of like, when you light one, you have to finish it, you know? Like, if I'm looking at someone's profile and it's making me feel a certain way, I'm like, I have to finish it. I need to find out something else. And once you zoom out, it's like, oh, wait. I, like, I have to go wash my face. It's like, late. Like, you don't, like, I totally just zoom out. I'm like, I wasn't even where I am. I'm somewhere else following the end of this, like, Cancer stick, but like it's just a thought, yeah. Yeah, mindfulness is kind of breaking it out, but I'm not super great at it yet. Yeah, it's hard, it's a lot of work. You have to like practice it, yeah.
0: I'm um, I, I keep talking about it to people, like it's like some kind of like cult kind of thing. What like are you AI. doing
2: to practice mindfulness?
0: Um, whenever I just like have a thought, I'll do like the reframing of the thought, and oh, that's smart, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. I don't know, I've Honestly, I learned so much in the hospital. Like I took a little bit more than a thimble um, of like self improvement knowledge, and uh, I honestly feel like it, I came out a happier person. I I, um, I went because my former therapist said she was going to stop treatment with me if I didn't go do this inpatient program, and then she ended up not treating me afterward anyway, which was a whole thing that I'm still like, it's the worst heartbreak I've ever felt in my life. Um, but even even going through that, I still feel like I'm so much stronger and rash, almost like more rational in my thinking that I, I don't know, I just learned really um, valuable Skills in the hospital and kind of like commu- communication. I, d- I don't know. I feel like once I know myself more, I find that I'm more empathetic to others, and that's something that's important to me. Um, so I like having these shows. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I just learned to moderate my like medication and not abuse it Uh, Mm -hmm. that's I think my only takeaway from the hospital oh yeah do I do it I still it's been a year and I don't like uh stray off that path
0: that's amazing wait do you want to talk about sobriety for a
2: sec before we have to Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah 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 I definitely think the first few times I went in I thought that Things I was experiencing were really terrible things. I think what the first time I went in, um, I was just trying to dump this guy I was casually seeing. And I did, and it was fun, and it worked out. But I think I, the night before, I went out drinking, and I was like 19, so it's very foggy. But um, the girl I was with, she she just started describing other people as ugly and that's why she didn't want to hang out with them. Right. Yeah. And right. I just, I so the, the feeling just made me feel so terrible that after I kind of dumped this guy, like I just immediately was like, I'm part of this whole thing that this girl hate. Like it just didn't make sense. Any of it all connected. And then mm-hmm. closer and closer, like throughout like the years I figured out that, you know, I didn't think those things when I yeah. wasn't using drugs or alcohol like, uh, and yeah. Um, Sober now. I've been sober for, um, in, uh, last June I celebrated two years. Oh my God. So. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Uh, so I don't take anything. I don't even take like any addictive controlled substances, which is difficult. Wow. Uh, um, really difficult because I do think like, you know, per need, that's some really helpful stuff, but yeah. So it's just all like It's all, like, learning to manage my thinking and stuff. It's all the thinking. It's It's all the thinking. (laughs) It's crazy. You can't do literally anything else other than figure out a new way to think Mm -hmm. and to give up your thoughts to Mm -hmm. something that's just not you. So, yeah, (laughs) it takes a a strong brain to get through sobriety.
1: It's really hard.
0: Uh (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I know. Uh Yeah, I mean, I still take my, like, Adderall and Clonopin as prescribed as prescribed they mm, say too. but um mm. yeah i'm coming up on a year it'll be a year november 3rd of sobriety well without alcohol which is um crazy congratulations I, I, thank you i i feel like so much clarity has come with uh not using yeah. drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. anymore it's I got to, I like, know myself a little yeah, more. Yeah, I kind
2: of, like, restarted my life from, like, the last moment that I remember uh-huh. not yeah. trying. And, and it's, it's actually pretty crazy. It's, like, you know, it's not all great because you actually just find out, you know, like, what you're really like. Yeah. And how much of, like, what, <laughs> you know, so now, like, what I'm dealing with particularly is, like, I don't have any, like, you know, I'm not super worried about being like, hmm. I really want to do this stuff I used to do. Like, I'm gonna do it. I feel less concerned about that and more like, look at me being, you know, being like a addict in other ways in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what it surfaces all the time. It's not. It's never about the drugs or the alcohol. It's it's, it's the you. The yeah. <laughs> when
1: you when you have yep. like those bouts of clarity, you sort of um, remember the kind of person you were before you bludgeoned your brain cells with <laughs> narcotics for like years after <laughs> year after year <laughs> yeah. and like uh that's a good feeling because it's um that clarity brings you back to like good and bad times but at least you have like
2: you can trust your experiences
1: yeah
0: yeah those are the real things yeah uh. yeah i i, I mean i i'm grateful to be here with you guys and yeah you I'm, too Grateful we so all had our experiences and were able to talk about it. Thank you, thank you guys for being on the show. I, uh,
1: yeah, thanks for having me. I think yeah. <laughs> you,
0: guys, you guys are really good guests, very, um, oh yeah? <laughs> articulate, yeah. funny, cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> is there anything we want? To, how do we want to end this? Uh, any With a shot. Um, well thank you Mia and Evan I'm Al this has been um, Al Anonymous and I guess we're signing off (laughs) right Right? (laughs) okay um, (laughs) Mia do you want to say anything Mm, I love it I love it all (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) oh also I feel like If (laughs) I feel like more people should go to the hospital, and if they're resisting, they should. Uh, We should tell them that it's like okay to go. Yeah,
2: it's not scary. It's not
0: scary, (laughs) and uh, and you still like can function. You're not. It's. It doesn't mean you're fucked
1: forever. Yeah, and you don't have to tell anybody about it. And you don't have to. Yeah, it can be totally anonymous. Mm -hmm. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Um, I did for a year. I didn't tell anybody until the show. I told Al Uh was at the hospital with me when I was treated and a couple of my close friends were and, um, you know, I trusted them and they didn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: I was shouting it it from the rooftops (laughs) when I got out, when I went in, when I got out. I just needed everyone to know. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, normal people can have insane experiences and that's. And the hospital is a way to, you know, get better. Yeah. Like you're sick and you go to the hospital.
1: Yeah. Shout out Presbyterian Hospital.
0: Yeah. New York crez. Do you want to shout out your hospital? <laughs> um, I'm okay. Okay. I'm cool. cool. <laughs> <Fine>. All right. <laughs> I think I think that's a wrap. Um, see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in.